0: You're listening to a podcast of Your Pet Matters with me, Dr. Michael Takewa, Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on 1077thebronc.com.
1: When your fluffy family comes calling, you know you've got to answer because it's time for Your Pet Matters with our doctor, Dr. T of Progressive Veterinary Care. Progressive Veterinary Care, making waves in pet health care. To access more information, go to ProgressiveVeterinaryCare.com. Your pets are in luck because you're going to get all the best tips and tricks to take care of your fluffy best friends from their very own lifelong wellness partner. So let's get started with Your Pet Matters.
0: Good morning and welcome to Your Pet Matters. I'm your host, Michael, Dr. T. Takiba, And today, I thought, you know, since the weather's a little blah, blah, I thought we'd actually go through some blood work and the concept of why we do blood work, uh, what they tell us, and I'll give you some real case studies. Of question is, why do we do blood work? Well, just like us, I can do a physical exam on any pet. You can get a physical exam on yourself and you find that the physically, everything works out okay. But the only way to look inside our bodies is usually blood work and the other ways are any other visual diagnostics, I call them. Um, radiographs, ultrasound, CAT scan, MRI. Those are different ways of looking inside. Um, we can also scope, um, usually that requires anesthesia, but the other modalities are just all typically done in the human world without anesthesia. Um, in the pet world we can do ultrasounds, we can do uh, radiographs, um, can't do CT scans or MRIs. They have to be completely still so it requires sedation. Um, but, but the best way to look inside a, a visibly healthy pet is to do blood work. Um, so it'll tell us how the organs are working. And I think a, co- a concept that you need to keep in mind is that our bodies can compensate changes. We can compensate dysfunction in our organs up until about 50 to 65% loss of normal function. And then we start to see what we call clinical signs, which are the physical issues you may see. Um, For example, for kidney disease in a pet, you may not notice anything. Um, And then after 50% to 65%, you'll start to see physical changes in their drinking, um, their urination, their appetite. Um, But blood work may detect that, and urinalysis may detect that incredibly early, like incredibly early. And with the new blood tests, I use IDEX Labs and they have an early detection of renal filtration and that can detect things very early. So that's the beauty about doing blood work. So that's why we do blood work, is to detect changes in our system early, which usually occur before any clinical signs show. Um, The other reason why we do blood work is we're monitoring drug dosing. So typically, I will have both hypothyroid, hyperthyroid pets. Um, they need to have their not only their drug levels monitored, but the actual disease process monitored. Many older pets are on pain management, um, NSAIDs, aspirins, doggy aspirins, which can affect kidney and liver function. So it's important to measure that on a regular basis. Um, Changes. So if a recent blood work showed that there was a change in an organ function, I want to see if there's a change. Um, so th- that, those are the reasons why we do blood work. Or if a pet comes in ill and we're monitoring. Um, chemotherapy. We want to monitor how the effects of chemotherapy are on the red and white cells, on the organ functions themselves. Um, those are the various reasons. Um, just diabetics and um, um, Kidney cats we typically wanna monitor the blood work and urine on a regular basis. How are we doing? And so then that opens up the question as to how often should we monitor? Well, I think an important concept to to understand is the age rate of pets versus us. Um, So keep in mind, so my family has high cholesterol levels and so my brother and I are on cholesterol meds and in order to monitor us, my human doctor requires that I go in every three months okay every three months human so um, in a pet what we would like to do in a healthy standard pet so the equivalent to a pet in my condition would be every six human months but when you translate that to the age rate of a pet I'm basically asking for blood work every two years which isn't much to ask so six months sounds incredibly recent for a pet but it's not it's something that you know. I hope to change. I hope to see a pet as often as humans are seen, so that I can see. It's a big difference that can occur in two years. Every one of us knows that a big difference can occur in three human months. So, you know, two years is a long time. So that that's why that's why your vet is calling you. Hey, listen, it's time to do your blood check in six months. Um, and I, I don't really want to dwell much on finances, but um, I think that that there's perception of cost of things. I think that we have to talk about um, the fact that, you know, there's a perception that the blood work pulled by someone like myself is very expensive. But let me put things in perspective for you. So I could do a complete panel and urinalysis on a pet and the cost of my clients is about half the cost of what I get done, what's called a mini panel on my blood work every three months, mini screen. That's Build to my healthcare about 400 to 500 dollars a month. Um, that equivalent panel in a vet's clinic would probably be like 80 bucks. So I need to put that into perspective for you. Um, the other thing is insurance, and the reason why you get the perception things are expensive is because you don't see it. So I don't see that bill. For, well, I actually do see the bill for 500 bucks, but I don't pay it. I pay my copay, which is what 25, 50 bucks, whatever it is. So I think that we have to talk about those perceptions as to cost, because really it's not that expensive. And if you go into the process of how we pull blood and everything like that, it's really not expensive. But I could spend an entire show on that, so I don't, don't want to go there. Um, but that's the reason why we pull blood. That's the reason why we recommend it at the rates we do. Um, and then the reason is third reason why we pull blood is, is I'm looking for trends. Um, in a healthy pet, I expect to see healthy blood work. If something shows up, I want to monitor that. Um, and an important concept is that Something like Lyme disease in my area is very prevalent. Um, But Lyme disease in pets, in 20% of pets, they could be actively infected and not show any clinical signs. So I think those are important things definitely to consider. So I think it's uh, important to look at things like that. I think that um, many pets, like I said about compensation, they could have up to 65% loss of function prior to any clinical signs. So um, blood work's probably gonna show things early. Um, a great example is liver disease, and we'll get into that. And I don't know if I'm gonna have any cases of, of that here, but we'll ch- see changes in the number of the liver enzyme values. They'll be going up and the pet could be clinically normal. Um, and we'll be talking about what that denotes and where it, it determines where we should go. But, but just keep in mind, your pet could look completely healthy but have some disease process going on. And a lot of times we'll pick up kidney and urinary issues that don't even present themselves, the, the client doesn't even realize things are going on. So those are the types of things, okay? So that's why we do blood work, that's why we do it how often we do blood work and what we're looking to monitor. So the important concept is to think about when your vet's asking you to come in for blood work every six months, it's really not that long. Like every two years, it isn't bad for blood work. Um, and if, if it's a financial discussion, there are different panels that can tell us what we need to know that are not, you know, ideally what I like to do is always offer the best, but work with my clients to get what we need to get. Um, doing nothing is much worse than doing something small. Um, if we do something small that can give us a value of what's going on, then that's important. Or you can split things up over time so those are other important concepts to do okay we're going to take a short break now listen to some messages and come back and continue our discussion about blood work Um, we're also going to have a pet project uh, coming up from jada as well so stay tuned right here on 1077 1077 the
1: Everyone has a weekend pet project, and our producer does too. It's time for the Producer's Pet Project, your source for pet news, recall alerts, adoption services, and helpful tips and tricks to make sure your pet is as happy, healthy, and safe as they can be. The Producer's Pet Project is underwritten in part by your other family doctor. The Animal Hospital at Kingston and Blauenberg. Small
2: hospital, big medicine. Good morning, everyone. I hope you're all enjoying this week's episode of Your Pet Matters. This is your producer, Jada Peterson, bringing you another edition of the Producer's Pet Project. This week's project is about different foods that may be harmful to your pet. This particular article can be found on freshpet.com in the dog section and is written by Tori Holmes. The link will be provided on our Facebook page for you to read during the show. Without further delay, let's get to the article. We all love giving our pets treats and even fall victim to their cute puppy dog eyes. We even sneak our pets' human food from time to time, but giving them those treats may be harmful to your pet's health. According to the article, the number one food that your pet must stay away from is chocolate. Chocolate contains a compound called theobromine, which humans easily metabolize, but pets process much more slowly. Since it is processed so slowly, it allows the toxic levels to build up in their body until it becomes dangerous. When consumed in small quantities, chocolate will likely only give your pet an upset stomach with vomiting or diarrhea, However, in large quantities, it can lead to muscle tremors, seizures, irregular heartbeat, internal bleeding, or a heart attack. Another food your pets should stay away from is avocados. Avocados contain a fungicidal toxic called persin. Humans are able to ingest it in low concentrations, but unfortunately, pets are not. While dogs are more resistant to the persin than other animals, it can still cause vomiting and diarrhea, or in serious cases, death. Plus, the pit of the avocado is a serious choking hazard and can cause stomach or intestinal Obstruction, if ingested. Grapes and raisins, if ingested, can cause severe kidney damage leading to sudden kidney failure with a lack of urine production. However, the sensitivity to the toxin appears to vary between pets, so an amount that causes sudden kidney failure in one pet may not cause it in another. In addition to kidney issues, other notable symptoms include vomiting, diarrhea, loss of appetite, tremors, seizures, or loss of consciousness. Lastly, under no circumstances should you feed your pets macadamia nuts. Like grapes and Raisins, the nut's exact toxin is unknown, but it's generally agreed that pets need to ingest more than 2 grams of nuts per kilogram of body weight before symptoms appear. However, individual sensitivity to the nut varies greatly between dogs. If consumed, the most common sign is weakness of the legs, especially the back ones, as well as lethargy, diarrhea, vomiting, tremors, and fever. I hope you all found this pet project to be informative. To find out more, visit our Facebook page. Dr. T will be right back, so stay tuned to 107.7 The Bronco, 107.7 TheBronco.com.
1: That's a wrap for this Saturday's edition of the Producer's Pet Project. Tune in next week for more pet news and alerts only on your pet matters. The Producer's Pet Project is underwritten in part by your other family doctor, the Animal Hospital at Kingston and Blauenberg, your pet's life partner in medicine. For more information online, it's BarkMeowVets.com. Time spent with our pets is never wasted, but that's why it's important to take the time to care for their health. And right here's the best place to do it with Your Pet Matters. So let's bring it to their lifelong wellness partner, Dr. T of Progressive Veterinary Care, and let's keep their tails wagging with Your Pet Matters.
0: Welcome back. If you're just joining us, I've been talking about blood work and why we do it, and we're going through some examples. So let's continue with our discussion. Coco Dalton, we're checking. We're actually rechecking what's called a Lyme C six. It is a antibody level count, um, which means that in our so this is this is a good concept. Um, initially, we did a screening test. So when your vet does a blood sample for what's called a heartworm test, you can have a heartworm test strictly done on your dog, or you can have a combo, or combined test. And um, in many places, they do the combined heartworm test and it also tests for tick-borne illnesses lyme reliquia and plasma and so clearly on a there's two there's two scenarios here not without looking into coco's file um two scenarios are that when we did our regular screening test for heartworm um it came up positive for lyme and that's kind of a screening test that that particular test it's called a 4dx in the idex world and i think a i don't know what antech calls it those are the two big lab companies but it's called a 4dx in the in the IDEX world and if it's positive for Lyme it doesn't necessarily mean they're actively infected it means they've been exposed which means they've been bitten by a tick that's carrying um, the Lyme factor but not necessarily exposed so let's see what we got Ah, so if I'm looking here in the history I see that we did an early detection which is in in my blood panel it's a full CBC Um, CBC is complete blood cell count it tells us how our red and white cells and platelets are doing we did a chem panel which tells us Hmm, tells us a lot. Um, tells us electrolytes like sodium and chloride and potassium, calcium. It tells us how our blood glucose levels are. It looks at kidney function. It looks at liver function. It looks at pancreatic function. It looks at thyroid function. Um, and... You can have a, a 4DX, which is a heartworm test and a tick-borne test, and you can have your analysis, which shows how well um, everything else is going. So when I'm looking back, I reviewed the initial blood work on the 14th, um, and at that time we had a normal complete blood cell count, which means that our white, red and white cells were normal. In our chemistry panel, one of the liver va- values, the alkaline phosphatase, was elevated as well as the cholesterol. Um, and in the 4DX, the tick-borne test was coming back positive for both Lyme and anaplasma. So I wrote in my doctor evaluation, I said, we've been exposed to tick-borne illness, not necessarily infected, and we have elevated liver and cholesterol levels. Um, those possibilities could be liver disease pro- proper. So, so part of the process of going through all this is, is, what am I thinking when I get your pet's blood work? Um, so when you have a l- elevated liver and cholesterol level, you can have liver disease, You could have um, Cushing's disease, you could have hypothyroidism, so there's lots of possibilities going here, and that's why when the blood work's reported to you, you're gonna be offered um, different things. And the beauty about the blood work panels that I get done is that there's a confirmatory test for Lyme, it's called a Lyme C6, which is, as I explained, is the antibody levels. Um, If that's really high, then we could be actively infected with Lyme disease. Um, We recommended adding on the PCR, Um, It's a DNA test to look for active infection of another tick-borne illness called anaplasma. Um, uh, Here's the kicker. So I wrote that we don't have previous blood work to compare it to. So I don't know, A, how long it's been happening, which is a great benefit for doing blood work and repeating blood work. B, I don't know how, if if it's been happening for years and these values haven't changed much, that's actually a good sign. If it's never happened before, then it could be... um, not so much a good sign. And remember how I said it could possibly be hypothyroidism, which is uh, your your thyroid downregulates and you don't get enough um, thyroid hormone flowing. I said unlikely because we've lost weight. And one of the signs for dogs is we typically we gain weight. And then I gave options to look at the liver. So, so far, we're just looking at... Let's see if they um, contacted them. <laughs> Mailbox full. I love this. Um owner called back okay so we have approval to add on the anaplasma PCR and we are waiting for the Lyme C6 so that's what I'm looking at today so I'm going to write my computer a diagnostic assessment which means I'm looking for the results I'm going to say it's a Lyme C6 and anaplasma PCR which are the two tick-borne illness results let's see what we have here so I'm scanning through the work. so the beauty is let me show you um, I can have Coco's blood work on this side and my notes on the other, so I'm able to, to scan and look at things like that. So it's important, so let's see what we got. Boom, 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 scan through everything I know. Oh, Lyme C6 is less than 10, which is not actively infected. No active infection of Lyme disease, which is great. Um, but it means we've been bitten by a tick that carries Lyme disease, so we have to really make sure tick and flea preventative is up to, to date. Uh, Anaplasma is in process, I have to write in process, so we still have to wait here. So right now, no active Lyme infection, and the plan is to await the anaplasma still. And if we are actively infected with these disease processes, we recommend treating with doxycycline. So I'm going to mark off on my book here, partial. Okay, and... Remember how I said that, you know, it depends on what blood work you want to do. So some clients decline to do a chemistry panel or a complete blood cell panel and they only want to do the heartworm test. So let's see what we have here cause that's what we have for Zoe. Zoe just wanted the heartworm and tick-borne test. So Zoe is a four and a half year old, little dog mix. Mix. Um, 45 pound, four and a half year old mix. Let's see what we got here. So, great, we've got a negative result. results. So now I'm going to write my diagnostic assessment here. So we did a 4Dx. Um, if there's a positive on some, you know, if the client opts to do really low end blood work, if there's something positive, then the discussion is, listen, this is the best, the gold standard, the best things I can I, I can um, recommend for you is um, to do these blood work. But it, clearly, it's up to you. You know our, our role here is to offer you um, the best no evidence of heartworm disease no evidence of tick-borne illness which is good so it's good news recommend continue your tick and flea and heartworm preventatives year-round um, And what we find here in Jersey, I don't know, um, other places of the world is, um, they're positive for some of these tick-borne illnesses the the antibodies can remain positive for a while. Okay, so here's another one. Lucy's got what we call an ED over seven, early detection over seven, so it is a, um, it's a complete blood cell count, does everything. And we do a urinalysis, and they brought a fecal in, which is awesome, so. Um, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't believe how often fecals come up positive, people, in, in situations you don't think um, you have a positive fecal result or not. I mean, when I say positive fecal, I mean there's a GI parasite present. So. Um. Okay, we're going to take a short break now, listen to some messages, and come back and continue our discussion about blood work. Stay tuned right on your FM dial at 107.7 right here at The Brock 1077 thebronx.com.
1: Time spent with our pets is never wasted, but that's why it's important to take the time to care for their health. And right here is the best place to do it with Your Pet Matters. So let's bring it to their lifelong wellness partner, Dr. T at Progressive Veterinary Care. And let's keep their tails wagging with Your Pet Matters.
0: Every Saturday at 10 a.m., you're going to hear my voice. You're going to hear Jada's voice. We're going to be talking to you about some wonderful pet stuff. And today, we're talking to you about some blood work and why we do it and what it tells us so i'm walking through some examples so lucy is let me jump to lucy what we are as a individual we are a 13 and a half year old uh individual um lab mix approximately 70 pounds um at that time uh, on the exam on the 14th i wrote arthritis 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 Arthritis, um, possible urinary incontinence, um, hypothyroid. Um, we're on a, we're on a. So this is an example of a drug monitoring profile. We're on Rimadyl, which is a pain management. It's an aspirin. Um, we talked about adding pain management to the mix. Um, we did a little laser therapy, um, and we got a urine, and we did a couple of vaccines. So we should have been in good health. So this is just a typical monitoring profile. So let me see what we got here. So it's a drug marring wellness. Let's see what we have here. So now I'm going to get on to the. Okay, so I'm looking through here. I'm looking at complete blood cell count. Our red cell levels are good. Our white cell levels are good. Our platelet levels are good. So um, red blood cells denote whether we're anemic or not. Um, White blood cells, do we have an infection or loss of uh, function? Is there potentially cancer in there? Um, Platelets, how well do we clot blood? Now I'm on a chemistry panel. Blood glucose level's good. Early detection of renal function. Unable to determine. May have to call the lab on that one. Our electrolyte levels look good. Our liver values look awesome. Pancreatic values look awesome. Um, It also tells us if there's um, things, the reason why you fast is you could have um, like pemic blood, there could be a lot of fat in the blood which actually affect values. so it's important to fast for our blood work and pets, it depends on the situation but um, we are a hypothyroid, so we're on supplements for thyroid, and the thyroid values are right in the middle. Let me show you. These are values we look at, a total T4 and a free T4 by two analysis, and it's right in the middle, which is awesome, which tells me that, you know, blood work-wise, we're doing good physically if we're doing good, we're gonna correlate those two values. We have a negative heartworm, negative tick-borne illness, so when I say 4DX, we look for heartworm, and these are tick-borne illnesses. relichia, like, yeah, Lyme, anaplasma. These two are the most common in my neck of the woods. So we're negative, which is awesome, which tells me several things. The dog has not been bitten by a tick, but most importantly, they're probably doing really good tick and flea preventative. And they also brought a fecal. So what my lab does is they actually look for the actual eggs or ova of the parasites, and they do antigen testing for these particular par- um, parasites, which are giardia, hookworm, whipworm, roundworm. We're all negative, which is great, which means that we have a, a negative. This, is, this blood work is awesome. I just have to check on the SDMA, which is an early detection of kidney Functions, but it means that our thyroid dosing is good. It means that there's no side effects of the um, aspirin that we're on, um, and we're looking really good. Unable to determine SDMA. So when your vet calls you and says there's some lab issue going on, this is I don't know what this is. Oh, and there's a urine too. We run our urines in house, so I have to look at our urine. Okay, we had to do a UPC, which is urine protein creatinine ratio, so there's a little bit of protein in the urine, but free catch, pale, yellow, clear, specific gravity, how well our kidneys are concentrating, looks good. pH is a little high, a little bit of protein in there. Ooh, white blood cells in there, and that's why we went home with antibiotics, because the, the computer suspected the presence of bacteria, which we confirmed by doing a slide. So there was there's a urinary tract infection going on there. So we did two weeks of amoxicillin, I think I see here. Yes. 28 tabs, two weeks of amoxicillin. So we are going to recheck the urine at least a week after finishing the meds, um, see how things are going. But um, everything else is good, which is really good. So I always tell people that the bladder is connected by piping the ureters up to the kidneys, so you can have a bladder infection that can spread up to the the kidneys. We don't want that, so this is really good. SDMA, sorry, I gotta write and talk at the same time which is typical, but um, let's see what we have here. Um, otherwise normal, our T4, free T4. Middle awesome, our 4DX, which is our heartworm, Lyme, looking and anaplasma, negative times four. And our fecal was no ova or parasite seen. And negative antigen. Um, UA via free catch, had protein, had um, specific gravity. So I can tell sometimes just by looking at the um, concentration of the urine, at the pH of the urine, what type of um, issues might be in there. Um, so specific gravity was was a little higher than normal, but we have critters in there. We've got bacteria, we've got some white blood cells fighting things in there pH was nine. That's a basic pH. So there could be struvite crystals in there. Um, UPC normal. uh, Lots of white blood cells in there. So the good news is the white blood cells are actually... um, fighting off infections. Uh, the macrophages come and eat up the bacteria, so they get white blood cells in the bladder, which increases the concentration of the bladder. But the good news is when I did the complete blood cell count, blood, the white blood cells were normal. They're not being lost, being used up, so it's really good. Um, Suspect. cocci bacteria. And based on the shape of the bacteria, we can tell what type of bacteria is there, determine what sort of um, um, issues going on there. So normal metabolic status no evidence of heartworm disease or tick-borne illness um, thyroid in great levels so that means um, continued dosing of the siloxine that we're on um, no evidence of effects of uh, the aspirin on on the system, which is great. So they can continue the um, NSAID, which in this case is Remedil. Um But there is a UTI, which we sent home bacteria. So, in my plan is, um, sent pet home with antibiotics. Okay, to continue Um, um continue your heartworm preventions, and tick-borne, your, Take um, and flee year round, and um, Siloxine dose is 0.4 milligrams twice a day. So continue suloxin at 0.4 milligrams. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So it's all good stuff. So so that that's an idea of what we look at when we look at blood work and why we look at blood work and. Hopefully you got a sense of what your vet is thinking when they're looking at this blood work and uh, going from there. Um, let's just see what you want to you want to do. One more. Why don't we do one more here? Because this is a really good client here. Um, I just want to make sure that we've got a callback into. We need to recheck a urine. So I always make a callback to recheck the urine in. Um, a week after we finish the antibiotics. Okay, so that one's done. So now I'm going to do um, Howl. Howl Shibata. Howl is a hyperthyroid cat. Recently diagnosed. He's, he's a good cat. He's actually, Howl sounds like a, he does talk, but he doesn't, he's a good cat. He's almost 15 human years old. Time to take a little break, listen to some messages, and then we'll come back and continue our discussion right here on Your Pet Matters. 1077-1077-thebronc.com.
1: Time spent with our pets is never wasted, but that's why it's important to take the time to care for their health. And right here's the best place to do it with Your Pet Matters. So let's bring it to their lifelong wellness partner, Dr. T of Progressive Veterinary Care, and let's keep their tails wagging with Your Pet Matters.
0: Welcome back, if you're just joining us, I've been talking about blood work and why we do it, and we're going through some examples. So let's continue with our discussion. Apparently healthy, I wrote, possibly stabilized hyperthyroid. Um, we pulled a thyroid monitoring profile to determine dosing if there's any kidney issues involved. So in hyperthyroid cats, they're. So Lucy, the dog I just did, was a hypothyroid, which means her thyroid. Um, output is decreased and we end up supplementing thyroid hormone, synthetic thyroid hormone. In a cat, you typically have a hyperthyroid situation, in us as well, um, where your thyroid's working in overtime, your metabolism goes up, as a result, your blood flow goes up. So in cats, you could actually have kidney issues, but the blood flow is so good through the kidneys that it's being masked, so to speak. So when I calm that thyroid down, um, sometimes the kidney issues start flaring up and showing themselves. So... He's a good cat, though. They're good clients, and I've known them a long time. Um, so let's see what we have here. Okay, here we go. We've got normal. Got a little elevated. Uh, not bad. Little elevated changes in the the SDMA is up, but that's it. The other kidney values, the BUN and the creatinine, are high normal, but normal. Um, let's see where we're going. Everything else is good metabolic wise. Let's see where we are in the thyroid. Ooh, little low on the thyroid. The T4 is good, the free T4 is a little low. So I have to see what our dosing is of the medication. Um, and we're also on steroid. So let's see what we have here um, 10 migs per mil. We're giving a quarter mil. So we're giving 2.5 migs twice a day. We can lower that. Uh, wow. We can lower that a bit. Um, okay. So we have to adjust the thyroid dosing. Our thyroid, The, the thyroid medications I'm giving um, Howell are too high, um, slightly too high. Um, so we're gonna wean off just a little bit and everything else is good, but the kidney function's there. So that may actually make everything good. So let me see what's going on. So let me write some diagnostics here. Um, Get urine on him. Didn't get urine on him. Something we should do, but I think we can wait on this. Um, let me take chem, me, and uh, T4 normal. Free T4 is low. Okay. Slightly high dosing of the thyroid meds. So let's see where we are. Um, let's see where we are here. Um, not much room to, to change. So we're currently giving 2.5 mgs BID recommend... when we recheck the blood work, um, takes probably three weeks or so for a cat to adjust um, to the dose change. Um, We're gonna recheck the blood work then, and then at that time, we're gonna check a urine. Okay, so that's basically, you're you're going through my uh, morning uh, ritual of blood work. I got just a couple more to do, but there, We've already talked about things like that so we'll just see how things are but um you know this, this is why it's important that you um i hope i hope you understand that why we do blood work the importance of doing blood work in this case Howell actually presented normally but it his blood work is telling me that the medication is a little too high so we have to adjust and that's a great example of something for the particular anaplasma and pc um uh, lyme test these dogs aren't aren't clinical for these tick-borne illnesses um so That's where we stand. And it's important to to do that blower to see what's going on. And it's also important that I want to make sure that I'm not giving a pet a medication like a pain management that could be affecting liver function. So I'm really happy that the the blubber we looked at was was good that way. Does that make sense? I hope it does. So what we'll do is um, I'll continue on here and you continue on with your day and you have a great day. And remember, everyone, love your pet like they love you unconditionally. Have a great day.
1: That's all for this week's visit with your pet's lifelong wellness partner, Dr. T at Progressive Veterinary Care. Progressive Veterinary Care, making waves in pet health care. To access more information online, go to progressiveveterinarycare.com. And be sure to stay tuned to 1077 The Bronx every Saturday at 10 a.m. to keep up with your pet's health with Your Pet Matters. Only on 1077 The Bronx.